Corso and Catone. When I say, who'd you have, Kathy today? What the hell is that up Presented by Specials Off Podcast, Studio 42 Design, and Corso Law Group. Now for the real deal, New England feel, Corso and Catone. Welcome into Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. I'm Corso. Catone is here. Joe is in the booth, and you're with us watching on YouTube, listening on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, or wherever you podcast. And uh, listen, give us a call on Heated Hotline. Leave us a message, 24-7-855-313-PATS. Anything's on the table. We want to hear from you. Lots of going on this week, so we want to hear. Uh, 855-313-7287. Got a pack show today in uh, the Pats Nation. We're going to recap that Miami game, that win over the Miami Dolphins last week. And in Pats preview, we're going to preview the Bills game tomorrow. They kick off at 1 p.m. Eastern up in Buffalo. Going to talk about offensive, defensive uh, keys to victory, uh, game predictions. And we're going to go through that NFL playoff format uh, that just was voted on uh, yesterday and come down. So we'll talk all about that and a couple of games that are going on today. And, of course, stick around, Catone's comments. Uh, he, he warned us last week that it's going to be a good one this week, so we uh, want you to uh, stay around for that. And, of course, step up to the Sportsbook Sunday spread. We're going to give you our locks of the week um, in this final week, NFL week uh, 18. So before, though, gentlemen, before we begin, we have to acknowledge uh, this week, obviously, unless you've been in a cave and don't understand what's happening, yeah. Um, the horrific, horrific um, situation that happened on Monday Night Football with DeVar Hamlin for the Buffalo Bills uh, went into cardiac arrest on the field. Um, you know, needed CPR, was revived, got in there, and we all know the story about what happened. Um, thankfully, luckily, we, you know, we've given news yesterday through, um, through the league and through the Buffalo Bills that uh, he's awake, he's doing much better. He's actually, the breathing tube has been removed. He's speaking now. Uh, he talked to his team. He's talked to his family. He got on uh, Zoom calls or, or FaceTime calls with some of the players. Um, so he's obviously doing much, much better. Uh, obviously, we still keep our thoughts and prayers with them um, until he's actually out of the hospital. You know, but uh, it's been it's been a tough week all around the league and all around the country, Mark. Yeah, it's it has been absolutely has been, and, and and I was watching the game Monday night just like you were, Chris, and, and millions of other people around the country, and it was a a really horrific situation and, and a hot wrenching situation to see what happened, and and thank God that he, he's doing much better, and and he's not out of the woods yet. However, it appears that he you know he he's going to be okay, um, you know, and and it was just and 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 the way I think the two teams bonded together. Um, you know, the coach for Cincinnati was was uh, one of the main reasons why the game was canceled because he was facilitating that because he saw that the coach of Buffalo, Sean McDermott, was yeah. in no shape to continue coaching. And Taylor went up to him and said, no, this game's over. And, and he went to the refs and he, I think, pushed it with the league because I think McDermott was just in shock of everything that was going on. So I'm yeah. going to give kudos also in this situation to the uh, – social emotional thoughtfulness of of Zach Taylor the coach for Cincinnati and, and and the classiness that he had and and again just thank god that the situation has turned out the way that it has and the Hamill is you know 
appears to be on a, a slow road to recover it. Yeah, and and you know, uh, they they came down with that that five minutes to get you know. Look, it, it, you you can't. It's hard to come down on anybody, the league, anything like that, because you're sitting in New York and you're trying to figure out what's going on, just like we're doing, and they're getting where. And, and it's just such a hectic situation, um, unprecedented. Although Belichick pointed out in his press conference in 1997, you remember this, Mark, when uh, you know Brown went down over there in yep. in uh, Detroit when the Jets were playing and. Same thing, CPR on the field, ambulance brought yeah. out. Um, I think yep. this was a much different little, you know, this was a lot more horrific uh, as to what was going on. You could see it on the players' faces. Um, but I think the league handled yeah. it properly. The players, everyone around the league, the coaches, pretty much Belichick and everybody else was basically saying, hey, look, what, Buffalo, whatever you want to do, we'll do it. Yeah, you because know? New England, uh, basically, it's not, you know, Belichick was okay with, hey, if we got to cancel the game this week, we'll cancel it. I mean, well, whatever Buffalo needs. So, so you know, everybody yeah. was banding together behind Devon Hamlin yeah. and, and what his needs were and what the Buffalo Bills needs were in those players. And, and it's more important. It's just so much yeah. more important it's than life. anything to do with the game. But, you know, it's listen, life. it is life. But, you know, listen, yeah. this is what we do. Um, you know, he's – Basically, the, the the equivalent of giving the thumbs up now, you know, as you're coming yeah. off the field, basically, when you're injured. Um, and, you know, we want to get back to what we do, right? We want to talk about sports. He wants us to talk about sports. The first thing he did when, when he got, when he was awake or whatever. Did is we he won off day one. Did we win? So, you know, it's, 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 these are how these guys are wired, you know, and, yeah. and yeah. you honor them by, by, by doing the best you can at the things you do. And we're going to try to do that today. And, you know, we want to go with the Pats Nation now. We want to go back and talk about that Miami game last week, that win for the Patriots. So, Joe, Pats Nation. Are you ready for the Pats Nation? The only real deal Patriot postgame show. And now, Porto and Catone. Welcome into the Pats Nation, the only Patriots post-game recap show uh, worth watching. And uh, 23-21, the Patriots win and beat the Miami Dolphins last week um, to keep their playoff chances alive after a two-game losing streak um, on the road there in Oakland or Vegas and uh, and then coming home, well, coming home to uh, Cincinnati. So two tough losses, but they stay in the hunt. Uh, tomorrow's game really matters a lot, but going back, uh, you know, we want to talk about Mac Mania, our coach's corner, and give our Sunday stiffs quickly from last week. But, Mark, overall for them last week against Miami, I mean, is it really any different? It still was. No, it's not any different, Chris. It was still a, a, a poor performance by um, the offense. Uh, coaching, player-wise, quarterback-wise, uh, they, they, they got bailed out by the defense for the, again, this is three straight weeks where the defense has scored a defensive touchdown for four. them. Four. I'm sorry, four. And, and this is a record for the, the Patriot organization. They've never had this many defensive touchdowns. And, and they lead yeah. the league, Chris, this year in defensive touchdowns. What do they have, seven? I think. Something like that, yeah, seven. Something like that. Yeah, so they lead the league. They <laughs> lead the league. So if I told you before the season started that this defense was going to lead the league in defensive touchdowns, you would never guess we were eight and eight. You would think, oh, man, we're having a great year. We're eight and eight. Right. So, but anyways, Chris, no, it was more of the same. And I actually told you during the game. Yeah. For the first time, Mac Jones isn't the guy. 
Just yep. what I was watching out on the field and, and some of the decision-making he was making. And I've never said that. And Sunday I told Chris, I said, he's not the guy, Chris. And, and, and you know. Well, let's break, let's break him down. I want to go to Mac Mania and uh, we'll talk about his numbers and what he did, Joe. Media. 20 of 33 for 204 yards, two touchdowns. Um, though he was sacked three times um, in this game for 31 yards. So the numbers don't look bad again, right? He, he goes another week without throwing any picks, any interceptions, um, things like that. He throws two touchdowns. So on its face, when you look at the numbers, you say, Hey, he had a pretty good game. You know, we'll take that. I mean, two, like I said, well, how many yards, 204 yards. I mean, gets over 200, you know, a quarterback, yeah, a, depleted a, defense, a depleted defense. That secondary right. for Miami was just as depleted as our secondary was right. And you know, so it really it was, isn't. So the, so the numbers don't really tell the story, Mark. What do you, what'd you see out of them? I mean, Chris, look, we've already gone through the antics. We've already gone through the emotional part of this. The fact that the coaches suck. We know this. Okay. Chris, it's the eye test. It's the eye test, right? So yeah. you say it all the time. Don't look at the numbers. Look at this, the eye test. Look at what he's doing and how he's doing it on the field. Again, Chris, he throws the ball to the wrong guys. He's, he's missing reads. He's missing audibles. He's throwing too far in front of guys, behind guys. If you hit a guy in stride, maybe he scores a touchdown. You're throwing it behind him. Uh, he's just perfect example, Chris. Okay, everyone's making a big deal out of the, the goal line situation where they claim he picked up the fact that Jacoby Myers didn't have anybody on him, and he threw the touchdown to Myers in the fourth quarter. But the play before that... yeah. Thornton, there was nobody on that side of the field. Whatever Miami was doing, there was nobody there. They called the play. He turns and hands the ball off, not realizing Belichick calls a timeout. He had no idea Belichick called a timeout. The play was a running play. He turned and called it. He didn't survey the defense or look up because all he had to do was Thornton screaming for the ball because there's nobody on him, doesn't even look at him. That's right. a problem. There's, listen, Jimmy Garoppolo... Tom Brady, whoever, I think even Zappy would have noticed that there was nobody on, on Thornton. He don't even throw, he don't even look there, Chris. That's a problem. Yeah, it is. And and, and again, you can't say, well. I'll tell I mean, you the- what, Chris, I bet you during the timeout, Belichick told him something, and that's why he looked at my he looked up and surveyed yeah. and saw him, there was nobody on Myers the next time he went to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, like like something like, hey, you want to take a look at the defense? You yeah. want to take a look at what the hell's going on on the other side of the field before you snap the freaking ball? And, 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 and to Mark's point, and I'm glad you said it, it was specific what you said, the play went off. He didn't know the timeout was called. So the play went, went, you know, and um, I don't know if he got in. I think he got in anyway, but the whistle had blown, whatever. But the point is, he snapped the ball. He thought the play was going. He didn't see it. And, Mark, that's just a one thing out of so many that, yeah. that happened that I saw in that game. He was short-hopping balls the players that were open he had guys open uh he had Aguilar open down the sideline um that should have been a touchdown Chris yeah and he overthrew it he overthrew two guys down the sidelines under throws getting guys uh putting them at risk getting the ball up over the middle too high or too far behind to take a shot and a hit his his pocket presence you know isn't isn't 
isn't it isn't as good as what it was last year. Now you can blame the coaches and you can say it's just this organization. His offensive line sucks. Um, it's it's to his it's to the point where it's in his head so much that his play has just gone in the toilet. Okay, then you know what? Then he's not the guy for that reason because things aren't always going to be what you need them to be. Things aren't going to be Alabama. It's not going to be listen, Alabama. If you're not listen. They were showing a clip the other day, Chris, of Alabama. Do you know who he had in his as his receivers at one point? Listen Smith, to listen. Chris, no, listen to this. Devontae Smith, yeah. Henry Ruggs, Jalen Waddle, okay, and Mechie, all yeah. on the same team. Wasn't uh, I'm wasn't, sorry, wasn't, and Jerry Judy. Judy, and I was gonna say, wasn't Judy over and there? Jerry too? Judy. So those were your. He had five guys that yeah. were first round draft picks, yeah. all on that team, including the back. Who was the running back over there? Jacobs was the back in the backfield, first round draft. And pick. And then the other one, uh, who was the other back? Harris, not Harris. Um, doesn't he play for? Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but does he play for Pittsburgh now? That's um, what I'm talking about, Jacobs. Yeah, no, Jacobs he plays, plays for Pittsburgh. Oakland uh, for. Um, Oakland, he plays for Oakland. No, the yeah. guy for Pittsburgh, I think, was the year after. Yeah. So, but but Chris, in the offensive line, there's some Pro Bowlers on there too. Imagine having that wide receivers group I mean, in your room. It makes it easier. And that was one of the things we talked about when he was going to be drafted. We talked about when we were evaluating field. Who do you want? You want Fields? You want you know Wilson? Do you want Mac Jones? And one of the things that kept me going to back and forth, back and forth was. The talent, he had too much talent to evaluate him properly. Yeah. You know, this ain't Alabama. The NFL is not Alabama, man. You're going to have to deal with a lot of road, a lot of speed bumps, and he hasn't shown that he can deal with the speed bumps really well. It's yeah. affected his game for whatever reason. Got to be more of a pro than that. So, you and know, for that alone, Chris, you're right. It's probably why he's not that next guy because, as a professional football player, you're going to deal with a lot. You're going to prepare. You're going to be ready. I mean, you know, and 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 I don't necessarily know, Chris. Listen, last week's game, what you just described, Chris, the overthrows, the short hops, throwing the ball hot, all of that in that yes, last week said to me, oh my, you know what? And I get the coaching. Maybe if he had McDaniel's from the beginning of the year, we'd be having a different conversation. I don't know. But yeah. that game against Miami, Chris, really said to me, I, I don't think this kid's the guy. I, I really don't because it was bad. That Miami performance, Chris, if you went back and watched the film, yeah, even though they won the game and the stats don't look bad, he had a real bad game. Yeah. Well, okay. And so, again, to us, I, I, I kind of tend to agree with you. They're going to give him another year because, of course they are. you know, the money unless works they, Unless they, they sign number 12 as a free agent, and that's not right. happening. Well, that's going to be next week. We have our that's season recap because I think both Mark and I both feel not to give you a little glimpse, but into Pat's preview. But I think Mark and I feel like the Patriots are going to win tomorrow in <laughs> this playoff yeah. game. They're not going to make the playoffs, so I think we'll be having a season recap show. And we're going to talk about that. Whether Mac Jones, what should the offense look like? But Mark, go get into the rest of the offense. Okay, same stuff. Offensive all line, the same, all the same stuff. You know, it, 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 it's been it's been, and I'm pulling up the team stats from that game. Third down again. You know, it was a little better, five of thirteen, when it's been like two of thirteen, but still not good. You know, um, they're zero for one on on fourth down. 
Red zone, again, red zone still is a problem. Uh, now, last game they were two for two, so they did pretty well. But, again, one of them was, was that play, that, that one you just described. Um, the offensive line, it's been the same offensive line for the last five weeks, last month, basically, and they haven't been able to run. The, they haven't been able to crack. You know, again, they didn't get to – they didn't – it wasn't 100 yards that they got, again, um, running the ball. So – you start there, right? You, I mean, they rushed for 76 yeah. yards with those backs. That's a – look, the offensive line's been a problem all season long. They're playing like it's a problem. You mentioned Cole Strange. I don't know. They got to revamp the entire, the, the entire so Chris, thing. So, Chris, think about it. Trent Brown only signed a one-year contract, right? Yeah. So, he's gone. Wynn's gone. Strange needs work. I guess you got to build around Andrews, but you're right. You almost got to reconstruct the entire offensive line for next year. There's a lot of work that has to be done. And that reconstruction starts with an offensive lines coach because it is certainly is in Matt Patricia. Yeah. It compounds the problem when you have to start with coaching, you have to start replacing that yeah. and then trickle down to the players because yeah. Hey, everybody get gear up in new England for this draft gear up to be pissed off because however high their draft pick is, they're taking an offensive lineman. It's going to They're going to gonna gonna try to irritated. take a left tackle. They're going to try to take a left tackle, right? They're going to take whatever tackles available, whether or not it should go there or not. So get ready for a new another Cole Strange uh, draft pick. But yeah, Mark, it's a, it's a huge problem. It's affected their running game, especially when they were get, go against some decent teams. I still have no problem with the backs. No, you know, I mean, Stevenson has carried this team. I even like the young backs. I mean, like some of the guys that get Harrison. No, I think uh, the young backs strong. have shown some promise, Chris. I think they're going to be okay. I think it's I, 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 you know, I, I just think it's a matter of the offensive line is is so dysfunctional, and and inept, yeah. you know. And they can't protect them. No, I mean, they just, and, I, I, no, they can't. A guy like a guy like Mac Jones shouldn't be running for his life back there. Like that's no. not who he is. That's not his game. That's not. You know, and Chris, to be honest with you, he's kind of gotten some happy feet too, where he he's not even waiting for plays to develop because he he's he's going to get hit or he thinks he's going to get hit, and he's trying to get rid of the ball, and, and and in some instances that's forcing him to throw the ball too high or too long because he's not set, he's not he doesn't have the proper mechanics on the throw. Where if he had time and was able to do that, may, maybe maybe it'd be a little, look a little bit different. But and when you go to there. the receiving core. You know, look, we give Mac Jones a lot of crap, and we should, and you should. But, man, this receiving call, and so in this Chris, game, it wasn't much. But, I mean, you know, 20 Chris, the receivers, Bourne had a good game last week. Where was he this week? Again, uh, let's see. Where is he on the list? Kendrick Bourne. He only got two two, two throws. He got two attempts, two throws at him, uh, and he caught one of them for 16 yards. Tyquan Thornton. Um, Again, Jacoby Myers was the leader in nine, you know, he had nine looks, six catches. Uh, Henry had six looks for five and five. So pretty good percentage there. He caught five passes out of six. Um, seven to Thornton with three catches. You know, a, a and, Thornton, and, I know, and I, Thornton's been inconsistent, Chris, and he's, he's dropped a couple of balls he should have caught. And I know you're not a fan of his footwork. And, and, and when we talk about our wrap-up show next week, because yeah. we think it's going to be a wrap-up show. Um, we're going to talk about coaching, and, and I know you and I were talking this week that we're very disappointed in Troy Brown because 
you've seen no improvement from the receivers, Chris, from right. week one. And, and you really were looking for with a guy like, like Thornton, a rookie. You've seen no improvement in any of the some of the skills yep. that you would think that he would be able to gather during the course of a 17 or 16-week season. And right. <laughs> we haven't seen it. Yeah, so again, another game. They win the game, but again, on offense, they didn't do it because of the offense. Let's no. just say that. You know, nope. and so and so flipping to the other side of the ball. Hey, look, Mark, this team, you play the cards you dealt, right? I mean, you know, yeah. Miami's playing a third string quarterback. They start with Bridgewater, who's, you know, for anybody who was talking about Bridgewater coming in to play in New England as a stopgap. Nah, I think you know, he showed you he, no. He shows you no by 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 the fact that he doesn't want to be he doesn't appear to want to be playing through much, does he on that no. field? So you bring it the third string quarterback in there. I don't even know what his name is. Tom Thompson, Skyler Thompson. And um, he actually gave them a little spark, Chris. Little bit, but I mean, he he was twelve of twenty one for one hundred and four yards and a touchdown. But that and an interception. But that touchdown, you know, that touchdown came late. I mean, it was only a three point game. I get it, but like, so the fine. You play the hand you dealt. Well. You play the hand you dealt. But the defense is playing well, and we've said it all that all this whole season that it starts up front. You know, they had um, two sacks, again, in this game, um, and, um, and and seven quarterback hits. You know, so they're getting pressure. They're setting edges. Um, you know, bon, the fact that Barmore came back and proved it, Judon, obviously, uh, Uche. But, what, but irritating, again, when you go back to coaching, and we can hit this in a minute, um, and why not? I mean, you know, with Coach Joy, you're not going to be able to play the wash again today for Coach's corner. Sorry, pal. But <laughs> – but uh you son of a bitch. Yeah, but the thing is, why is Judon dropping at the coverage so much? Why is Uche dropping at the coverage so much? I just hate the way they're 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 oh, managing. Chris, is, is, so is that is that is that a a a a, a, a damnation of the the linebackers? Is are our line outside linebackers are our linebackers that bad that they're gonna drop into coverage? Is is that what that is? Yeah, I mean that may be the case because I I don't really have a big problem with how Belichick and uh, Stephen Belichick and 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 Mayo are, you know calling these games and some of the personnel they're putting on the field they're giving rookies a chance but the middle of the field is so bad and you know Bentley's up there again and in, 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 in tackles and so on and you know they they're really high up on him. Um, like, don't you just want to see those red sleeves around the quarterback's neck, like majority yeah. of the downs? <laughs> wow, listen to him! Look, wow. look, look. man, that's that's, that's very wow. aggressive, Joseph. Yeah, very, very aggressive, Joseph. Very aggressive. Joseph. Listen, right? very aggressive. Wow, to be, to be more aggressive in the new yeah. year. That's <laughs> there's a ref, there's a there it is. He gave <laughs> us his resolution. But no, listen. I mean, you know, again. Um, what whatever what they are this year is based uh, any success they're having this year is based on the defense again more, another score another dugger pick six and Chris listen for for, for Bonmore essentially didn't give you much all year imagine if if not at the edge has been set with these with Judon and Uche imagine next year if Bonmore can be healthy and return to his rookie form. Right. Let me tell you something, Chris, then you're going to get a push in the mid. Like you're going to have yourself a formidable, formidable, you know, up front. Yep. Then you but again, you're going to have to build to try to get some linebackers to, to strengthen the middle of the field again. And we talked about this last off season. And, and I think he thought McMillan, and and those guys and and Wilson Senior, the guy from Cleveland, were going to do that, and and they yeah. really didn't develop into the guys that I think he thought they were going to be. Yeah. You know. Well, listen, and they allowed 86 yards rushing, 
from them, which is, I mean, Miami's not a huge rushing team no. to begin with. You don't no. have uh, two in there, so I get that. But, Mark, the numbers that you really – and let's not forget, no Marcus Jones, which is this guy that they brought in to be able to run with Tyreek Hill yeah. and these guys. No Jack Jones. Was Mills out too? I don't remember. I think if he, he played, played, he was sporadic. He wasn't in full time. Tyreek Hill, seven seven targets, four receptions for 55 yards, no touchdowns. That's a pretty damn good job. Now, again, who's job. throwing the ball to him? I well, get listen, it. Yeah, I was just going to tell you, Chris. Waddle, you same watch- thing. Just real quick. Five, five attempts, three catches, 52 yards, no touchdowns. Yeah. But if you go watch the film, Chris, there were times that those guys were wide open, running yeah. wide open, and Bridgewater just dumped it down, dumped it down. Whether or not he didn't want to get hit, I, I, I don't know what it was, but I saw two. You're not going to let me feel good about the defense, you jerk. No, You're not gonna I'm do giving, that. no, 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 no. I'm giving them credit, Chris. <laughs> I'm just building us up to this Buffalo game. There yeah. were two or three times that those guys were running free. Like one time, Hill's hands were in the air, and Bridgewater dumps it down. Like, I don't know what it So, in other words, my point is, this is going to be a different week because Allen's not dumping down. If 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 Diggs puts his hands up, the ball's going to him. So yeah. so yeah, and, and John, neither Jones is playing this week. And Chris Jack Jones could put on the suspension list. What is that about? Yeah, I guess something happened with his rehab where he didn't show up for some sort of a, a rehab. Is that what it was? And it was some sort of miscommunication, so they suspend okay. him. And then the okay. other somebody else got suspended too. With well, the, the um, punter Bailey. Yeah, which, you know, so um, who cares, you know, cares, <laughs> about yeah. that. but yeah, I mean, and, and, and I, look, we want to get into a patch preview now, but just give me a Sunday stiff from that game really quick. I think we both have similar. My Sunday stiff, Chris, again, you could pick coaching every damn week, every yeah. damn week, but I'm not going to pick coaching my Sunday stiff, Chris, I'm, I'm going to go with Mac Jones just because, and I know his, his stats look better than they are, but Chris, he was missing guys open. That game shouldn't even have been that close. My Sunday stiff is Mac Jones. Yeah, I had him, and I have. Um, I'm pretty much the offensive front. I, I'm. I'm, yeah, that's I'm just, it's just. It's just every week. It's the same thing. And you know, I, I give. I give some love in the Sunday stiff to guys like Aguilar that you know they're just the rounding routes, not not Dorton. They're just not astute yeah. out there. Mac Jones is running for his life. They're not coming back to him. They're kind of yeah. just standing still. So. All right. That's our recap of the Miami game. So, yeah, they got the win. It sounds like from Mark and I, they got the, they lost the game. But it, it all matters Fun. moving forward for this game tomorrow. And we're going to talk about that right now. Um, or actually, right on the other side of the break, we're going to talk Pat's preview in that Buffalo game right after this. Time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20 plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Back in with Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. And tomorrow, uh, you know, they kick off against the Buffalo Bills and uh, we want to break that thing down. We're going to do it in patch preview. We're going to do that right now. Joe?
tomorrow they kick off against Buffalo at 1 p.m. Eastern time up in Orchard Park, uh, New York. And what's, uh, you know, what's geared up to be a real, 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 real hostile environment. Something that we probably haven't seen out of that place, believe it or not. And look, the De- right off the top, Mark, the DeMar Hamlin situation, you know, with the Bills, this is akin to me to basically in Rocky, Adrian waking up and saying, win. I mean, that's what this dude basically did. Is yeah. He, 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 he kind of, he got up and said, hey guys, win this game. So you know what they're going to bring onto that field tomorrow. And you 60,000 more people that are all bearing down on the Patriots. First of all, they can't stand them anyway. Second of all, they've now become the enemy through this anyway. And it's just going to be brutal for the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the emotional energy that I think Buffalo is going to bring and that that crowd is going to bring into the stadium is going to be like nothing we've ever seen before um, just because of what happened Monday night and everything that's transpired. And, yeah, the fact that the kid gave him the basic thumbs up and, and like you said, basically the Adrian win, they're going to come in there and they're going to be sky high and, and ready to roll for their brother who, who, who's who's going to be watching from the hospital bed, I'm sure. Um, you know, so, yeah, I don't even think we can we can measure, Chris, how much emotion is going to be in that stadium and on that field on the Buffalo side of the ball um, tomorrow. Uh, it, it's going to be unbelievable. Um, and, and, you know, rightfully so, but it's just going to be something that's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it, it reminders throughout the whole game, I'm sure, as to what happened. And like you say, rightfully so. And regardless of the scenarios, which we're going to get to in a minute, a couple of minutes about playoff scenarios and these kinds of things, whether they need the whether, whether they need the game for the first for the, you know, the buy or not, it doesn't matter. It, it, it makes no difference um, if Kansas City wins today because Kansas City's playing. Uh, well, they by the time you all see this, Kansas City will have already played. Mark and I both think they're going to win that game. Against well, Chris, um, doesn't doesn't Buffalo have to win to secure the two seed? They do. If Cincinnati do. wins, yep. Buffalo has to win to secure the two seed. So Buffalo don't want to be the three seed. Buffalo no. wants to be the two seed. There's no doubt about that because then you host. Because if you're playing Kansas City, it's and we're going to get into the scenarios. It's a neutral field in a championship game, and I know we're going to get into that. So it's an important game for Buffalo tomorrow, and they're, they're going to play. It is, and because I because I would have said to you if if it didn't make it if Kansas City wins uh, or if they win that game today, um, which we think they're going to, and it really made no difference to them, and they were locked in at number two. Um, to me, if I'm Buffalo from a football standpoint, out of the teams remaining, possible teams, New England, Miami, or Pittsburgh, yeah, I'd rather play New England. Oh, absolutely! I'd rather. I'd rather, I'd rather sit my guys, get my and own think, bye week. I think, and Chris, I think emotionally and mentally, based on the week they just had, you would sit yeah. some guys and just say, "Hey, get yourself collectively together because we're going to have to play Wild Card Weekend." And 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 you know, and but now they're not going to do that. So no, and the game is going to matter to them. So, yeah. listen, um, just real quick, and I want to get to your breakdown. You know, guys that are going to be questionable tomorrow. There are no guys listed as out um, right now. Uh, uh, Marcus Jones is going to play tomorrow. Um, so is in Parker. But Jonathan Jones is still on the list. Ma- Mills is still on the list. Jonah Smith, I doubt he'll play. Jacoby Myers, I think he'll play. But the two big ones are Jonathan Jones and Jalen Mills. And um, those are big, Chris. And let's so let's go to the Buffalo offense first. I know we usually stop at the Patriots offense, but let's talk right away about the Buffalo passing game. 
So Buffalo Chris is gonna they're gonna do things in the middle of the field that we can't we can't stop, right? They got the kid Davis, they got Diggs, they got the tight end. They, they they're gonna do things in that middle of the field that we haven't stopped all year. And and Allen's going to do that. Okay. Um the edge, you're gonna have to set it and you're gonna have to play it well. And that's been one of our strengths this year because you know Allen disappears and runs and, 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 and has those RPOs and he picks up 20 and 30 yards a pop, especially against us. But I don't think he's going to be doing that tomorrow. I think Buffalo from that first game got to see how easy it was to just pick us apart in the middle of the field. Yeah. And at home, I think it's going to be compounded, Chris, even more so that we can't stop that, especially with Mills and Jack Jones out. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Jonathan Jones, perhaps, too. And so, Jonathan Jones, perhaps. Yes, I forgot about that. All yes. your best corners. And you know what, Mark? To their defense, the Patriots' defense, to, to, to defending them, there's not too many teams around the league where you put, you take their three, three to four top defensive backs off the field. and they Nobody's going to be able to. No, nobody can do that. Who's doing that? You know I mean? We nobody. give them all. The defense around here, the secondary looks like, well, I mean, look at the look who the hell you're prating on on the field, the Miles Bryants of the world, you know, and yeah. and aides and guys that we don't even know. So yeah, I mean, you're going to get you're dealing with digs, 103 catches for 1300 yards and 10 touchdowns. I mean, this team is this team stacked, they're loaded, they're ready to go. Um, Knox, Gabriel Davis, McKenzie, single time. I mean, these catching balls out of the backfield. And look. Don't be mistake. Don't get fooled by last time they played, where the defense looked pretty good. They kind of held Josh Allen under wraps a little bit. They didn't, you know, digs. They were completing balls way to look. Buffalo chose to do what they wanted in the last game. Let's say it again. They did what they chose to do. This is a team last game that is was sort of like the Patriots of old offenses that said, you know what, we're gonna go easy here. We're gonna. We're not gonna have Josh Allen running. There's a quarterback runs. We're not gonna put him in jeopardy. We don't need to go down the field with the ball. We're gonna take what the Patriots give us. We're gonna dump the ball underneath, and we're gonna win the game anyway. And they tomorrow, did tomorrow. Tomorrow is a completely different animal. Completely. Yep. So, yeah. Obviously, we give the itch to the Bills in the passing hey, game. Hey, <laughs> you know. Get- so I mean, but like you say, to win, key to win on defense is gonna be yeah. Try to keep, try to keep, believe it or not, try to keep him in the pocket. Try to keep him in the pocket, Chris, and hit him. And hit him as often as you can hit him. Right. And give, you know, make him read the field. Make him go to second and third, um, you know, uh, second and third options. You know, try to lock things down the best way you can. And if they're going to run the ball, they're going to run the ball. But that's really the only chance they have is to try to keep him in that pocket. On defense. And I don't don't think they're going to be able to do it. I agree. Because running – because running the ball, look, the Bills, you know, it's very deceiving with them when they run the ball. Because Josh Allen, you know, he's – Josh Allen makes up a lot of that. You know you know what I mean? Um, they, they're seventh in the league. They average 142 yards a game, which is seventh, and five and, five and a half yards a, a carry. But, again, Josh Allen averages six and a half. You know what I mean? So, he's the reason that running game. Otherwise, I'm not, I'm not that scared of their running attack other than trying to keep this kid. And, and they're going to have to play a lot of zone, by the way, against him tomorrow because you can't turn your back playing man against Josh Allen. No. They did that last year. Yeah, and then look what happened to them. <laughs> look what happened. So 
defensively, you know, we, we definitely have our uh, work cut out for us tomorrow. And, um, and you never know. I mean, our defense has showed up in a lot of these games, but offensively, Mark, you know, oh, 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 what can we possibly do to try to win this game? Offensively, Chris, and, 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 and I know I say it every week, the offensive line, our offensive line stinks, right? Yeah. The only way you can win this game, Chris, is if all of a sudden your offensive line can, can, can run block. And I don't think they can. But if they can run block, you're going to have to control the clock and keep the ball away from Buffalo, Chris, and limit the number of times Josh Allen is on the field. And the only way you're going to do that is running the ball, play action pass, move the change, go on 12, 13, 14, 15 play drives, eat up clock. Even if you get a field goal, eat up clock, get points, eat up clock, get points. And I don't think the offensive line is capable of doing that, Chris. But that would be my key on offense because you're not throwing the ball all over the field. You're just not. And I get Buffalo's down to their third safety because the safety that just got hurt was in for Pryor, who was the starting safety. So now they're down to their third. Harmon is now they are down to your third safety. But I don't think Josh Allen, I'm sorry, I don't think Mac Jones and our offense is the offense to take advantage of that. Maybe Cincinnati is, maybe Pat Mahomes is, but but not uh, not us. Yeah, because yeah, he was in for Hyde. So you he was know, in for Hyde. I'm sorry, I said Pride. Yeah. He was in for Hyde. Yes. But you're right. They're gonna have they have a problem. And, and look, you know, running the ball against the Bills. Let's you know they allow 104 yards a game. That's fourth in the league. You know, four yeah. and a half a carry. Kind of, that's 13. Yeah. You know, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, Jones, Settle. I mean, these guys. You know, to be able to free up Milano and Edmonds as the linebackers to come up and help in the run game. It's, it's, you know, believe the Buffalo's game plan tomorrow is going to be force the Patriots to pass, take the run away, stack the box and make them have to throw the ball. I mean, that's, that's what it's going to be. And to me, you're right. We've got to be able to run the ball. And I, and I say an extension of the running game is some of these passes. So this may be the first game where I look at their game plan and what they've been doing about that short stuff, some of the lateral stuff and some of as, this may be the one you want to do that because okay. you got to be able to to take what they're going to give you in this game tomorrow. It's the only chance you can have. I, can I, it's going to be like the old Patriots. Remember in 04 when they would keep the ball away from Manning yeah, and yeah, go on yeah. those long, long drives. Can I say something? You may. You mentioned game plan. <laughs> there is no game plan on offense. The coaches don't have any. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> Offensive game plan. Well, you know, hey, Mark, look, you know, I mean, it, it, like like Berman always says, this is why they play the games, right? Yeah. In the NFL, you never, ever know what the hell is okay. going to happen. All right. that's why you play the game. So if we have a key to victory, that's is what it's going to be. Is it the offensive game plan, the special to Denny's, I thought? It is. It's the, it it's is. the new special. With the hash you know what my key to victory is for the offense? It's over my yeah. hammy. My key to, to the offense's key to victory is don't show up. Don't get off the bus. Stay on the bus. All right. So give me a prediction of this game. 40-17 Buffalo. 40? 40-17 okay. Buffalo. Yeah. I, I, I Honestly, I got it higher. I, last night I talked to you, I told you they're going to score 50 points. I, it's going to come close. It's going to okay. come close. All Patriots right. score 21, and that's just because – you know, they do some things at the end, and I think Zappy sees – I think Zappy ends up on the field in this How game. How many points for Buffalo? Mm, 48 to 50. Okay. I said 40. They may crack the, like... Probably 50. They say 50 what? Doesn't matter. Does it make a difference? 50 what? 50. No. Anything over that makes no difference, you know? I, I, so, I said 40. 
we'll see. But I think we both agree it's going to be a blowout. Yeah. So the NFL this week, you know, uh, they had a lot. It was a tough thing they had to deal with, you know, obviously. And what do we do about the games? Because, look, it's a billion-dollar industry. You have to deal with it. They decided to cancel that, to not play that um, Buffalo-Cincinnati game to – to basically put that on the shelf. They're not going to replay it. And that trickled down a bunch of different issues and things. And they came together, and this is what they came up with. Um, a lot of neutral zone, neutral site, you know, possibilities. And what they are, and I'm pulling this up, sorry. Um, so the first scenario is if Buffalo and Kansas City both win. Kansas City wins today, Buffalo wins tomorrow, which we think both will happen. The champ- And those two meet in the, in the championship game. It's going to be played on a neutral site, okay? And who, you know, does that – I think that's – I'm okay with that because Kansas City kind of – Kansas City kind of backed into that number one spot then, right? And it, and and, and they've never played a, a road game. So, you know, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about so, this whole neutral site thing? So, evidently, Chris, the Bengals – and I just read this on my phone. It just flashed across yeah, my phone. Yeah, the coach is happy. They're livid about this whole situation because the NFL rules state that you go by winning percentage for seeding. Okay. So the coach is pissed for Denver. I'm sorry, for Cincinnati because let's say Cincinnati got screwed in this whole scenario because no matter what, the the most, most, they get screwed. Right. So the rules are the rules. I listen, if Buffalo and Kansas city win, you shouldn't be going to a neutral site if they face each other in an AFC championship game. Go by winning percentage. I believe Buffalo, because even because they played less Over games, 16 games, would yeah. have a higher winning percentage. Well, you're going to have to go to Buffalo. That's that's the rules. So yeah. you change the rules on the fly. Instead of just saying the rules are the rules and we can deal with it during the offseason, the, the rules committee can make a, an amendment to the rules if something like this ever happens again. But for now, we're going to go with winning percentage because those are the rules. So they, they amend it. And you mentioned something good yesterday, Chris, last night to me. You said, hey, who's going to vote no? You right. can't vote no. How do you right. vote no in this situation? Right. Yeah, because here's the thing. I mean, and we're not trying to sound – we're not saying this is the wrong thing. I'm just saying that if you're one of the owners, what are you going to do? You're going to walk into this meeting after what just happened and what you just saw and and say, no, I'm voting against that. No, no, no. Listen, we need to uphold the fact that you can only change a rule in the offseason. So it's kind of like you're taking advantage of us because what are we supposed to say, you know? And, you know, that sounds callous to talk that way. But, but that's the you know. But that's the rules. That's what the bylaws state. And so you know who's not going to vote for that? So, yeah, because the way Cincinnati, the way Cincinnati was playing, I truly believe they could have got the number one spot because I don't think anybody was playing better than Cincinnati. Honestly. Well, listen. And I think again, they were going to dismantle Buffalo on Monday. Yeah. It was a horrific injury uh, on that play. It was horrific, but. Cincinnati was going down the score again. Cincinnati probably would have went up 14-3 on that drive. Cincinnati was rolling Monday night at home. They were rolling. Cincinnati had a good shot to at least be the two seed, maybe the one seed. Who knows? So, yeah. And and the other thing we talked about, Chris, the only other scenario that could have happened was Mm -hmm. you cancel, you delay some games. So maybe you make up the Buffalo-Cincinnati game next week. Or maybe you make Buffalo play Cincinnati this week in New England and Buffalo is next week. Baltimore and Cincinnati is next week. 
that would mean you'd have to take a week, you'd have to push the playoffs back a week, and you'd have to take two weeks in between the Super Bowl to one week. So that would be your only other option if you didn't come up with this this rule change. And Chris said, Mark, they're going to go from two weeks to one week. That'll never happen. And I said, well, why not? He said, think about it. It's a billion-dollar organization. It's a billion-dollar event. I said, what do you mean? Gambling. And I forgot all about that. FanDuel and and DraftKings, the amount of gambling. We talk about it. We talk about it on this show. The amount of gambling that takes place during those two weeks, you're going to take a week away of, of revenue. They're not going to take a week away of revenue. It's the biggest game in the world is the Super Bowl. They're not taking it away. It'll so, be the first time Pat Mahomes is going to go on the road at any any given any type. So, so, so basically the scenarios are these. If Buffalo if Buffalo reaches the, the championship game against either Kansas City or Cincinnati, um, I believe it's going to be on a neutral. I believe it's going to be on a neutral site, or maybe Buffalo play. If it's Cincinnati, I think Buffalo may play at home. But if it's, um, you know, but if it's if it's uh, any situation like Buffalo and Kansas City, they're going to play this on a neutral site, yeah, and that's that's the way it's going to be. So for better or worse, that's what it's going to be. Um, and so gear up because tomorrow, today, tomorrow, are going to be interesting games, and you still got the Jacksonville game going on tonight, where. You know, they're going to determine the winner of that division. I think it's going to be Jacksonville. So, good stuff, Mark. Uh, we'll see what happens against Buffalo. We'll be on 30 minutes following the game for the Pats Nation, uh, the pa- Patriots postgame show. But Pats Preview was presented by Special Sauce Podcast. What's your special sauce? Specialsaucepodcast.com. Hey, buckle up. When we come back, Catone's comments is next. Special Sauce Podcast, wherever you podcast. What's your special sauce? Okay, so so last week we talked about New Year's resolutions, right? And I said, hold, I'm gonna hold my resolutions until this week because it was just, you know, it was New New Year's Eve, New Year's. I said we're gonna hold off. Okay, so Joe happens to mention today, New Year's resolution. I'm going to be aggressiveness, more aggressive this year. Listen, New Year's resolutions are for morons, morons, okay? Why do you need to make a New Year's resolution? I ain't making no New Year's resolution. Here's why. Oh, I want to be, I want to be less, I want to, don't want to yell as much. I don't want to be as angry. I want to go eat better food. I want to exercise. You should be exercising anyways. You shouldn't be stuffing your face with potato chips and everything, all the garbage you're eating because you're 400 pounds. You shouldn't be doing that anyways. It's not healthy. You, I, I, I'm going to be more aggressive. Well, listen, if you're too meek and mild, Joe, in your personality, then you should be a little more aggressive anyways. Why do you need a New Year's resolution to say, I want to be more aggressive? What, what kind this New Year's resolution crap? is exactly that it's crap it's a lifestyle this is how you live your life like bill bell like uh bill parcells used to say you are who you are 
at a certain point of the season. You are who you are, and that's it. So if you're going to make changes in your life for the better, because you're gonna, it's going to make you live longer, or it's going to make you a better person, whatever it's going to do, that's not a New Year's resolution. That's a life choice that you should be making anyways. So I don't want to hear this. Oh, I'm making a New Year's resolution. Another thing brought up by these people trying to make money just like Black Friday, right? This is this to oh, me God. is another Black Friday event. This New Year's resolution is like Black Friday. It's a made-up event to make money off of people. Okay, for New Year's resolution, I'm not drinking this week. I just saw it the other day, dry January. What the hell is dry January? I never heard of such a thing in all my life. All right, so forget these New Year's resolutions, people. Be who you are, love who you are, do what you're going to do if you want to make positive changes in your life. But New Year's resolutions are nothing but a crutch because in two weeks when you fall down and you 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 know you break your resolution like I did last year, it's foolishness. <laughs> it's foolishness. Don't make New Year's resolutions. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just have to because you know why he's saying this, Joe, because he blew the resolution less than 24 hours nope. after he nope. hated it. Nope. Foolishness. Foolishness. <laughs> Literally, yeah. During the same show, Foolishness. he blew the resolution. Well, Mark, we, you know, it's clear we know you, you, you are who you are. Mark's who he is. There it is. You know, there it is. But, uh, yeah, listen, I, I've always had the same one. I'm resolute to not have a resolution. <laughs> That's okay. it. Okay. All right. That's it. My like New Year's that. resolutions do not have a stupid New Year's resolution. I'm with you, Mark. You know, that what pissed them off. This is you know what all this came from, Joe, right? Mm. All this came from dry January. <laughs> that set them off. That's it. Because and Santa Claus gave him that case of bourbon and now he's gonna keep it closed for another month. No. There's no chance that's happening. Mark, very good. I think most of the people out there probably agree with you about these New Year's resolutions. So Catone's comments was presented by Studio 42 Designs. For all your graphic design needs, Studio42Designs.com. And listen, hey, uh, let's get real. Hey, we, we only have a couple of minutes, so we want to make sure we get our locks of the weekend. So we'll go real deal and Sunday spread, Joe. What are you writing now? So I'm working over here. You know what I'm talking about? Not just I'm working. That's why we are the real deal. <laughs> it's going to be real. Mark, step up to the sports book. Georgia worked out for you last week. Cleveland did for me, but Mark's been pretty damn good all season long. So let's get right to it, Mark. Let's give these people a good lock of the week. What do you got? My lock of the week, Chris, and, and we talked about this. We joked about it. My lock of the week. I, I said, you wait till you hear my lock of the week. It's going to be, I've never picked against the Patriots. It's yeah. Buffalo. I'm going to make a special circumstance this week because of the tragedy that happened. I think the whole country is pulling for Buffalo, unless you're a New England fan this week. And I am a New England, no one's more of a New England fan than me. But I got to make a little bit of money. <laughs> Buffalo Chris is going to win this game by a zillion points. I, I don't know how this line's not double digits. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. Um, and, 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 I, I would have to take the Patriots. There's, I mean, the, the Bills. There's no way that the Bills shouldn't be everybody's lock of the week this week just because of the raw emotion that's going to be on that field. 
Yeah, listen, I agree too. That's that that was my lock of the week. It's seven and a half the spread, which it only went from seven to seven and a half when this thing went down. And I'm shocked by that because I think they're gonna dismantle the Patriots. And hey, listen, with our luck, with New England's luck, they'll get their ass kicked tomorrow. All the other team, Miami will lose, Tennessee will lose, Pittsburgh will lose, and we'll end up going up there next week again. <laughs> to, to Buffalo, they got our ass kicked two weeks in a row at the same yes. place. But yeah, that's yes. they're going to cover that, no problem. Mark, real quick, your your thoughts on the Detroit Green Bay game? Detroit's getting five. I like Detroit in this game. What do you What do you say? You think You think Rodgers and Green Bay just keep rolling? Here? I think I think Rodgers is going to do like 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 Brady did last week. I think Rodgers is going to at home will pull this game out by. They'll cover late. They'll cover late. They'll cover late. But I think I, I, I'm going to disagree with you on this one. I wouldn't touch that game. That's a game I just wouldn't touch because I don't trust yeah. Rodgers. I'm going to tell you who I like, Chris. Yeah, and I know you're going to disagree. I would give the two and a half. I like Pittsburgh at home. I think Pittsburgh's going to beat Cleveland. Because I, I think Tomlin is going to back his way into the playoffs. Because I think New England's going to get beat. And I think Joe Flacco, who's starting for the Jets, is going to beat Miami. And I think, I think Tomlin's going to back in. I like two and a, give it two and a half at Pittsburgh. I like Pittsburgh. Cleveland played the best game they played all season long last week. Watson yep. starting to play a lot better. If because they got Watson, I love the way Cleveland's playing. I don't okay. think the quarter picket for Pittsburgh is gonna have a huge problem with that pass rush and Garrett and company. Clowney's not playing, he's all pissed off. But um give me the two and a half points. Okay. And give me the two and a half points. I like Cleveland in this game. So, hey, step up to that sports book. Make sure you take our locks of the week, our final locks for week 18. We'll have some, we'll have some for the uh, playoff games that are coming up. But, uh, hey, that's our show. Corso and Catone was presented by the Pats Nation, the only Patriots post game show worth watching. Join us 30 minutes following tomorrow's game against Buffalo, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern kickoff. And Mark and I have all your post-game coverage, including Mac Mania, Coach's Corner, a real Coach's Corner, and, uh, of course, our Sunday Stiff. And I th- I feel like it's going to be the last Pats Nation of the season because I don't think the Patriots are going to make the playoffs in this situation. But no, make I sure you either. come back. <laughs> I don't, right, Mark? So make sure you come back next week, 7 p.m. Eastern, for Corso and Catone. We're going to hopefully, we'll hopefully maybe be previewing a uh, playoff game. You know, a playoff game, but – I don't know. Either that or we'll be doing a season recap of the Patriots and uh, and then gear up from Carson Catone weeks later because we're going to start talking more Bruins, Celtics, and their fantastic seasons those guys are having over there. And, of course, your heated hotline calls. Anything you want to bring to the table, call us. Let us know. We'll be ready for it. We are Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. See you next Saturday. Hi, Corso and Catone on iHeartRadio, iTunes, or wherever you podcast. And subscribe to the YouTube channel, Corto and Catone, and catch the chaos at 7 p.m. on Saturday.